0: and talk about what they just uh, portrayed and what they just said. Uh, uh, here at the end, they quoted Isaiah 9. And uh, I want to look at that again, Isaiah 9 and 6. Isaiah 9 and 6 says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given given. The um, uh, Christmas is a time that um, was you know initially about uh, acknowledging the Christ and emphasizing and being thankful for and acknowledging focusing on that God gave his uh, only begotten Son at that point for us. Uh, it has largely become a commercial endeavor, yeah. and uh, Christ has been re- replaced by a lot of other things, myths and fantasies, and, um, but we, uh, we should know the reason, yeah. the, the truth, and it is about a gift, and not just a gift, the greatest gift. That has ever been given. And that is no exaggeration. That is not stretching it. We're talking about the greatest gift. That has ever been given. Period. From anyone to anyone. Ever anywhere. Somebody say the greatest gift. And the reason that this is the greatest gift. Is because it is the gift of life. It is the gift of eternal life. It's, um, I don't know, it's, it's foolish actually that uh, so many people live down here like they're going to live forever. They make plans like they're going to keep doing things. I know some years ago I was looking at, at our calendar. We travel and some things you need to plan year in advance or, or more especially international stuff it depends on what's going on and and so I was looking kind of at the calendar and I, so I went ahead and took a look into the next year and into the next and into the next and kind of saw how how you know laid out 10 years and then 20 and you know some of these calendars just keep going you know especially electronic ones and finally I, I looked at the date and I realized hmm I probably won't be here <laughs> by by that day, <laughs> how many know there's, there's coming a point where you won't be here? Right. Hmm? Yeah. All the people that have, have lived in the previous centuries before us—I mean, how many are left now from the 1800s? Huh? Nine. 1700s, <laughs> 1600s? How many? How many are left? Not a one not a one. So uh, the big thing is that we realize how short, how brief this life is, and that there is life after death here. There is life beyond this life. And there is, the Bible reveals, eternal life. Oh, somebody say "Eternal eternal life. Eternal life. Eternal life. Um, the scripture talks about this in Romans 6 and 23. Romans six twenty-three says, The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Say that out loud. The gift of God gift of is, eternal is eternal life. Now this eternal life is only through Jesus Christ our Lord, um, you have a lot of people today, they, don't, they say they don't believe in God, they don't believe in heaven, hell, they don't believe in any life after death. It's true whether you believe it or not. Uh, but then there are others that say, well, yeah, they, they believe there's a, a, a place beyond this. And their belief is that everybody who dies goes to heaven. And everybody is, you know, no matter who who they were, what they believed or didn't believe, when they die, they say, well, they're in a better place. Are they? Is that what the Scripture says, that everybody who dies goes to heaven? And that all religions are just different ways of winding up at the same place? That is not what the Bible teaches and preaches. Now, you can believe what you choose to, but if the Bible is the inspired word of God and it is the truth, then Jesus said, I am uh, the way, the truth, the life. Nobody comes to the Father, he said, except by me. And the scripture says there is uh, there's no salvation found in any other name except through him, the one the children were, por- were portraying. And that's why the scriptures here says the gift of God is eternal life. Now, maybe you've heard this before, maybe you've heard it numerous times growing up in church or whatever, but we're talking about a big gift here, right? (laughs) Not just eternal existence, uh, existing on and on through the eons, but eternal life, being alive, being full of the life of God Eon after eon after eon. Experiencing life as God has it. You know. You don't want to be on the earth. uh, In perpetuity. If all you're experiencing. Is pain and sorrow. And suffering. Uh, But you do want to accomplish your purpose down here. And who would want to just exist. On and on and on. If it's not an enjoyable existence. But no. The Bible tells us. That in the ages to come, he's going to reveal to us and make known to us the exceeding riches of his grace. Can anybody say, thank you, Lord? And for believers, the scripture says, Jesus said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. How many think it's a nice place? Huh? How many think it's a... Really nice place. Nicer than any place you've ever been down here. Do you believe it or not? We get a glimpse of some things by reading the book of Revelation. I mean streets made of gold, gates made of pearl, uh, walls made of precious stones and just amazing things. A place where uh, the uh, You know, it, you, it never really gets dark where there's always light and you don't even need a star. The Lamb is the light. Oh, somebody say praise God. A pray a place where there's no curse. We've never been in a place like that. From the time we got slapped upon our entrance. <laughs> come here. That's kind of a rude way to get kick-started. You're like, oh, oh. We've been in a place full of death and full of sin and full of curse. It's all we've known, but it's a dark place. Thank God, past this life, those who believe will experience eternal life. No sorrow, no death, no crying, no dying. Is that something to look forward to or not? But is that for everyone? Is everyone on the planet, is that where they're going to wind up? That is not what the Bible says. Jesus said that there's a broad path that leads to destruction and many are on that road. And he said, narrow is the way. Straight and narrow that leads to salvation. And few, I'd say relatively few, that find it. Is that what Jesus said? So there's a lot of people on the wrong path. And they're going the wrong way. And they're going to wind up at the wrong destination. But there's another path. And, you know, even though there are billions on the planet... You can see that just by what we know of numbers and statistics. Relatively few have chosen to believe what we believe. But that's what the Bible says. And it is those who receive the free gift of eternal life. Somebody say the gift. The gift of eternal life. Look with me in Ephesians The second chapter, please. Ephesians 2 and 8. They'll put it on the screen. How could you tell that you believed what we've already said? That there is life, eternal life beyond this life. That there's a place with no curse and no pain and sorrow. And if you believed, you have received Christ and your name's in the Lamb's book of life, how could you tell if you really believed that? You would be looking forward to (laughs) that. You would be really excited about what comes next. And that delivers you from the fear of death. You know, you need to be ready to die at any moment down here. Now, you hear how quiet it got? We're not going to talk about that. They tell us some 150,000 plus will leave the planet today, will die, some 155,000 or so. People are leaving here by the scores of thousands every day. That's part of life. You got, you know, if you could stand off and and see in distance in in the spirit from earth, you'd see uh, scores of thousands of arrivals. That's births. And you would see scores of thousands of departures. That's deaths. Human beings are arriving and departing on this planet by the scores of thousands every day. And you know, you know, with this pandemic and with all the other things that are going on, there's a lot of people left this year that weren't expecting to leave. And I think of the scores of thousands that are leaving today, I can assure you, many of them, as they breathe their last, are thinking, I thought I'd have more time. I thought I would have more time. You are not ready to live until you're no longer afraid to die. Hmm? The Bible said fear of death makes you subject to bondage. It causes you to live in timidity. And fear. And withdrawn. No. This is not all there is. And this life is not all there is. But you need to be ready to go. Right now. Do you? You need to be ready to go. What do you mean ready to go? You need to have put your faith in Jesus. As your Lord and Savior. You need to receive what he has done. for You need to receive the gift. Right? The gift that the children were portraying. And if you have received and you are putting your faith in him, then you are ready to go. But there's a question that that I hear people ask that just bothers me, man, when I I know they're not right when they talk like that. You hear people say, "Well, I I hope I've lived a good enough life, you know, and that when I die, I make it in the pearly gates. I hope when I get there, you know, Peter doesn't meet me and turn me away." I hope I've been good enough. Let me answer that question. You have not. Well, you don't know. None of us have been good enough to be saved by what we've done. That would mean Jesus' sacrifice and gift was unnecessary. We saved ourselves. No. If you're trying to think, well, I hope I've been good enough. I hope I've done enough good things. That means you are lost. You are part of the many on the broad, wide path that is going off into destruction. If you're counting on anything to be saved, to make heaven other than Jesus only, then you are on the wrong path. Ephesians 2 talks about this. Ephesians 2.8. It says, for by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves. It is what? It is what? Salvation is a gift. Forgiveness is a gift. Being made right with God is a gift. Being accepted and made holy is a gift. Being able to go to heaven is a gift. Right? If it's a gift, you didn't earn it. If it's a gift... You didn't deserve it. It's a gift. It's the gift of God. Everybody say the gift. The the gift of God. And the next verse says what? Not of works. Not of works. Lest any man should boast. No one will be able to say. I was a good enough person. I made heaven on my own. Without Jesus. There won't be one, not a single one, not of works, lest any man should boast. Titus 3 talks about that. He said, verse 5, Titus 3, 5, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit. Somebody say it's the gift of God. Come on, say it out loud. It's the, it's the gift of God. It's the gift of God. One sad thing that's going on is that you've got a lot of people that are uh, don't even believe in God or say they don't. And then you've got some other folks that maybe they started out, you know, as a child or with their family or uh, went to church or heard some things, but they've experienced some bad things in life. And even some other people told them, that it was God in his mysterious ways, but they just didn't understand why God took this from them or why God wouldn't give this to them or why their prayer didn't get answered. And so you've got a lot of people who are actually put out with God or even angry at God. And so they haven't prayed. They had not read a a Bible verse. They had not been to church in a long, long time. But that is being deceived by the enemy. Because it's it's believing lies. God has never been your problem. He's always been your answer. In, uh, in 1 John 1, I like this. It says 1 John 1 5. It says, this is the message we've heard of him and declare to you. God is light. And in him is what? No darkness at all. Now uh, you'd have to look at other scriptures to see. but, But light and life are connected. Life comes out of light. Death and darkness are connected. Death comes out of darkness. And how much darkness is in God? Does God have a dark side? A mean side? A cruel side? Now... I see people saying no, but you understand most most of the church-going world believes God has a dark side. They blame God for all kinds of darkness, all kinds of bad things. But is it true? Or is it a lie from the enemy? You know, one of the biggest things, we talked about this in, in the series we're on right now, About the devil and the enemy. One of the biggest things the devil has been able to pull off. Is convincing most of the world. He doesn't even exist. And so that all the stuff he does. People attribute the devil's works. To God. And that makes people hate God. Which is. Can you see how well this is working out for the devil. Nobody blames him for anything. Nobody resists him on anything. And they blame every bad thing he does on God. Can you see how well this is working out for the enemy and how bad this is working out for human beings and people? No, I like what another uh, translation says of this. It says, God is light and darkness in him is not at all. That, that Greek phrase is very descriptive. That's why the English went on to say, not at all. Listen to the Amplified. God is light. And there is no darkness in him at all, all, no, not in any way. <laughs> none. The complete Jewish says, God is light, there is no darkness in him, none. The Weist says it like this, and I think this is very accurate on the word. It says, God, as to his nature, is light and darkness in Him does not exist, not even one particle. What does that mean? When you experience dark things in this life, do not foolishly attribute that to God. How many remember James, where it talks about um, verse James 1.17? Every good gift and every perfect gift comes from where from above and it comes down from the father of lights with whom is no variableness neither shadow of turning isn't that saying some of the same thing god never turns and manifests evil or darkness good comes from good evil or bad comes from evil Does darkness come out of God? It would have to be in Him to come out of Him. And the Scripture says there's no darkness in Him. None. Not at all. Not even one particle. Of what? Darkness. Is there darkness in the earth? Darkness is covering the earth. Darkness is everywhere in the earth. But that's not God. That's the enemy. That's the God of this world. No, notice what it says. Every good gift, aren't we talking about gifts? Every good gift, every perfect gift comes from where? Not from beneath. You can't get good and perfect gifts from beneath. And you can't get bad from above. (laughs) See, the emphasis is on these words. Where is the good coming from? Above. Where's the perfect and complete coming from? Above. And when does God change? And it's a bad, bad is coming day. Bad's coming from heaven today. There's no variableness. There's no shadow of turning with him. There's no darkness in him at all. Coronavirus did not come from God. You know what did come from God? Sparing us. If it hadn't have been for the mercy of God, half of this country could already be gone. You don't believe that? Did you, have you studied the pandemic of 1912? I mean, half of this country could be wiped out by now. God has had mercy on us. Hmm? And it's not like the whole country are believers is God obligated to keep and protect people who blaspheme His name and reject His very existence it's out of mercy it's the Lord's mercies that we've been spared that we've been sustained and if we'll hold on to Him and especially if more of the country will come back to Him we'll be even more protected and better kept it would have been God's perfect will for us to never have this at all Are y'all with me? But most of the world is not following God. They're going after completely, they're going after God's enemy. Oh, but there's a gift. I said there's a gift. There is the greatest gift. And if you'll receive Him, Him, He is the gift then the love of God will be shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Spirit. If you'll let that love govern you and influence you, you won't hate anybody. You won't hate this group or hate that group, or you'll hate the enemy, the the devil I'm talking about, but not flesh and blood, and you will see uh, positive and see possible victory in every situation, and you will become so valuable to the people around you. Because in a world full of darkness and despair and confusion and defeat, you and I are supposed to be bright lights. Is that right? Bright lights. Bright. What do you mean? There is hope. There is victory. There is overcoming power and strength in God. We have the greater one. We're overcomers. And we can complete and finish our job in this life and then blast out of here into the next, into joy unspeakable and full of glory. Somebody say amen. Say amen. Come on, surely you got to say amen to that. Amen. 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 <laughs> yeah. To us, a child is born; unto us, a son is given. In Second Corinthians nine, let me mention this to you. And I'm almost done. Second Corinthians nine, it says, "Thank nine fifteen. Thanks be to God for His what? Now, what does that mean? Unspeakable gift. I like what the Amplified says. Thanks be to God for His gift, precious beyond telling, His indescribable." inexpressible free gift hallelujah i i don't know of anywhere in the scriptures where the lord told us to observe a day in december or to have a certain ritual or tradition it is tradition and yet it is entirely right to celebrate the giving of the greatest gift That has ever been given. And it's not a bad thing. That in doing so. We give gifts. right. Right? We give gifts. Why? Well he gave the gift to us. Right? And we take on his giving nature. And God so loved the world. That he gave. His only begotten son. He gave the most precious. Thing he had. And this. Redeemed us. This purchased us. Gifts are not enjoyed unless and until they are opened. They are received. You heard uh, uh, Phyllis mention earlier in the service uh, what Jesus said. On well, More than one uh, writer recorded it. Unless you become like a little child. You won't enter into he said the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God is that significant? Should we pay attention to that? well, what does that mean? Well, uh, I know people celebrate different times some I know when I grew up it was Christmas Eve that we opened the presents, and others it's christmas morning and but little ones now I'm, I'm not talking about you know when they've grown up teenagers but little ones like you saw up here like the little sheep. Now weren't weren't those I mean cute's not the word, it's beyond that. Did you hear them sounding like little sheep? They were they were playing the parts. Outstanding. Those little ones. When it comes time to open the presents, will they draw back into the corner and say, "I'm not worthy." Huh? How many of them do you think? <laughs> the ones you saw. The little sheep. How many of them will go will start crying and go, "I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. Mama, I've been a bad little sheep. I daddy, I I don't deserve. I don't worth." That never crosses their mind. What will they do? Here's one of the big, what does it mean, be converted and become like a little child? One of the great things about a little child is they are excellent receivers. They receive without hesitation. They receive without any pulling back or without any qualification. If you just point out this is your present. The paper flies. Is that right? I mean, the paper flies. The ribbon is gone. In fact, if you don't watch it, they will open your present <laughs> too. <clears throat> this is a good thing. Yes. You have to grow up and learn condemnation. Yeah. You have to grow up and learn unworthiness. Yeah, that's right. Hmm? Oh, I don't deserve. Exactly. You don't deserve. That's why it had to be a gift. Right? I've failed in so many ways. Exactly. That's why Jesus had to come. I just hadn't, hadn't measured up and hadn't been the man or woman I should be. Yeah, exactly. That's why he had to come. But can you, in simple, childlike faith, receive a gift? Can you? The Lord has made it so easy. He's made it so simple. He's made it so easy. You don't have to make it complicated. Please don't make it complicated. Receive the gift. The perfect gift. The good gift. The gift of life. The gift of forgiveness. The gift of restoration. Included in it is the gift of healing. The gift of protection. The gift of blessing. Somebody say, I'll receive. receive. Come on, do you mean it? Huh? Let's back up the clock. Let's rewind the tape. Huh? You're three years old. Uh, (laughs) Come on, are you with me or not? There's a giant box with a bow on it. And it's got your name right there on the side. It's got your name. Your name. And they say, this is yours. What is it? It's eternal life. 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 I want to hear the paper fly off. I want to hear, I want to hear ripping and, ha. Huh? And you say, I receive it. I, I take it to myself and you, 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 you glory in it. You, you, you bathe in it. You imbibe and drink it in. Hallelujah. And it will make you saved and the light of the world. Hallelujah. Stand on your feet, everybody.